Ladies and gentlemen, for the thousands in attendance and for the millions watching at home, DCK Productions proudly brings to you the greatest podcast in the world! Come on. Oh, the greatest podcast in the world? Suck it. No, you suck it. No, you suck it. No, you suck it. No, you suck it. I appreciate it if you both suck it. Suck it! We really should stop this fighting. Otherwise, we'll miss the fireworks. There won't be any fireworks. And here we go. And welcome, everybody, to Suck It! I am the great and powerful king of kings, prince of all. That is awesome. Derek, how is everybody tonight? It's a Tuesday, August 4th, 2020. Uh, Before we go anywhere else, I just want to say happy birthday to my brother. He is 36 today. Um, he's becoming an old fuck like me. So that's good. That makes me happy. Um, so, um, happy birthday to Chad. Um, and yes, that is his real name. He's not just some, you know, asshole white guy, Karen. So no, um, (laughs) no. So happy birthday to him. Um, and then for those of y'all who saw it on, uh, Facebook or Instagram or or Twitter or whatever I posted it at, um, the performance from Jason has been postponed came down with uh, some unfortunate circumstances. Um, so there will be no post-performance tonight, which is no big deal. Um, I still have plenty, 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 plenty for you guys tonight. I've got a bunch of cool stuff for you guys tonight. So we'll get to all that. But first, let's get to my guest. And my guest tonight, let me tell you what, when I got the email to bring this guy on, I was absolutely stoked. So... Y'all know I'm a big old freaking nerd. And tonight, I'm bringing on with me a guest, an actor and a stunt performer that will be in the new Suicide Squad movie next year. He will be um, performing stunts on the new Falcon and Winter Soldier movie. He has been in Infinity War. He has been in the greatest movie of all time, Avengers Endgame. um, Spider-Man Homecoming, you know, I mean, just a whole list of movies that this guy has acted in and performed stunts in. And I am just absolutely stoked to have him on the show. So without any further ado, um, and also there's more to this guy, which we'll get to that in a moment. Um, but it's pretty because it's pretty cool. But so without any further ado, please welcome to the show. And I hope I don't mess up his name. Alessandro Fulcito. How you doing tonight? Hello, hello, hello. How are you? You know what? I am doing fantastic. It is, it is a great day. Great, great. Thank you for a wonderful introduction. 
Hey, no problem. Like I said, when I got the information on you, I immediately looked you up and I was like, holy crap. Yeah. You know, just that one film credit, you know, being an Avengers Endgame, you know, um, regardless of whether you did one stunt or 10 stunts, you were in my favorite movie of all time. That movie by far is honestly one of the greatest cinematic things I've ever seen in my entire life. And so just that alone made me want to say, yes, please. <laughs> so, yes. That's I mean, Actually, the movie is the one that allowed me to won a sag after a stunt award. Really? Yeah. Um, the, movie, the movie was done by, by an incredible stunt crew, and I was uh, very humble and very proud to be a small part of this huge uh, adventure. It took almost two years in the making. Uh, mm -hmm. Remember Avengers? Uh, Infinity War and uh, um, Endgame, they were both shot at the same time, time. long process of time. So the main core, the main people, they had to deliver this outstanding performance. I don't want the most truly amazing talent, uh, stunt performance, stunt coordinator, so you can, you can find it anywhere in the world. In this planet, at least. Oh, yeah. I mean, on top of the stunt performing and the stunt coordinating and all that other stuff, I mean, just the cinematography, the um, the yeah, ensemble absolutely. cast. I mean, I started reading comic books when I was eight years old. I'm 39. So that was 30 at the time, 30 years of my life finally coming, you know, full scale. I mean, something oh, that sure. I never, never thought I would ever see. So, I mean, it was just, um, you know, phenomenal. But there's a lot more to you than just, you know, comic book movies and action movies and stuff like that. You're also an actor. And prior to all this, you were actually a special forces captain in the um, Italian army. So I'm going to just refer to you as sir or captain because, because, you know, you might just be able to, you know, you might be such a marksman that you'd be able to shoot through your phone and come through my ethernet cable and still be able to shoot me. I, I don't know. You might be that skilled for all I know. <laughs> Look, my friend, if you're able, if you're able to shoot people through the phone, uh, I mean, probably the entire world, uh, world was going to be decimated in a couple of hours. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> that is very, very true. Thank God that cap that capability is not there. I pre Whew, that is a technology that we do not need. Um, but I, I'm just joking around. So, um, how long were you in the uh, Italian army? Sixteen years. Wow. Um, and your special forces. So, um, what made you when you left? Um, come to America, what made you get into being a stuntman and stunt coordinating? I mean, what was, what led to that? Okay, so, um, remember, I mean, I remember, as everybody's on service, everybody's actually, uh, it's proud to serve in a, an army of any country that you actually are fighting for. And at uh, the point, actually, when I, when I received the call uh, from a guy that I'm going to later explain, I was out in Afghanistan in a joint operation with the American Special Forces. So America, America for me was always a dream uh, since I was a little guy that I was three years old, four years old. My mom was the station manager for Pan Am, Pan Am and Delta Alliance leader. So every year so we, came, we came to America just summertime and just to enjoy America. So for me, America was 
was bringing my 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 mind that uh, of course it's not easy to make it legally to make it here and try to do to make it a living so my career in Italy went from uh, a professional basketball player to the dream to become a special force for business. Now, one day, one day, my mom retired and she moves to America uh, together with my sister. And they both open a uh, restaurant, a small Italian restaurant that still exists in Peachtree City, downtown Atlanta, south of Atlanta, 20 minutes from the airport. So short story long, uh, my mom met uh, the guy that changed my life, met uh, an ex-Green Barrett from the American Army, retired. He was in charge of um, the special effect. He was at the president of Local 479 for the movie motion pictures. Uh, the name was Bobby Vasquez. So, you know, mom is mom, right? So mom started to speak with these guys of my son in Afghanistan and actually I was just deployed to Libya for a bunch of a bunch of crap. Um, so the guy basically offered to me uh, a chance to work in special effect business in America. And of course, I mean it's not a decision you can take like a easy to leave uh, the top rank of the Italian special forces to I'm in America and do special effects. Honestly, I didn't know anything about special effects. The only thing I knew was blob things. Um, and not in a movie business. So I decided to take a leap of faith. So I came here and I started to work with him. And I did that four movies and two TV shows with him as a special effect. And then these guys die. These guys die and my mom's die. I mean, two months, and I find myself with nothing in my, not even nothing, not in my hands in a foreign country, no connection at all in the movie business. As you know, in the movie business, it's a, it's a lot of talent, but it's a lot of networking. It's a lot of who you know, like in every business, it's a lot of who you know, who you trust, mm -hmm. because when you work in an environment that you want to work people that you trust, or somehow you have experience with them. So, left with nothing. I'll cut a cut short to the struggling that I did for a year with a bunch of crap. I finally started to audition, started to audition from some role, and I, and I was able to do an audition for Insurgent, 400 people, mm -hmm. so not, a lot of people, 400 people, and the Navy SEALs that was in charge of the military part of the insurgent saw me, picked me, asked me my background, make a short, we trying to get in Israel. Back, back on the service, we trying to get in Israel. And he basically told the director, as soon as I'm going to leave, Alessandro is going to be in charge of the entire movie. And since then, I never stopped. And of wow. course, uh, at the beginning, uh, was uh, uh, astonished for me uh, the fast of uh, the success. And always people still now, they told me, Alex, you'll be lucky, you'll be lucky. Well, I mean, you, yeah, I was lucky to, I was, to be in that timing, uh, in that position. Uh, I built my own luck in 16 years of service. 
So like everything you do in your life, you need to be lucky to get the chance, but you need to build uh, your skills, your craft uh, to be ready to grab the chance when the chance is going to provide to you. Mm. And, and then since then I never stopped, I did a bunch of, I opened a company that's military coordinator for the movie and then basically we charge almost everything here in Atlanta. And of course, at that point, you know, in the movie business, the producers start to start to like the fact that uh, I was actually able to do the military role uh, without having an Astan guy, without having to teach me anything. So, so director and producer, they start booking for roles, uh, playing, of course, the bad guy. And, uh, and that's how I started. I started and I study. I study acting. I study... I started diet coaching. I studying. Uh, I put on my, a lot of effort, my friend. A lot of effort, because I never, I never left anything, uh, any stone unturned, and uh, everything, everything for granted. I mean, as you know, what your your business, uh, it's a, um, it's a gift to be able to work on what you like. And you need yeah, to really be, res- you need to be respectful for the people. They're trying to make it in a way. The same way you're making it, and um, so I think that uh, one of the people, one of the things that people like uh, on my performance, on my face, is that actually I always try to, to help everybody, man. Because you're never gonna make it by yourself. You're always gonna have uh, a friend, a girlfriend, an husband, a wife, a girl, whatever, a dog, somebody that's going to stay with you and support you while you, you're struggling. That's, that's the thing. So if yeah. you can be the guy, the guy that can just make it, I think it's our goal. I mean, everybody wants to be successful. Everybody wants to be uh, rich. Everybody wants to drive a freaking cool car in a mansion. And the thing is that, if you live in the mansion and surround, you are surrounded people that are struggling and dying. I mean, and that's that's not like a. I don't like that. Like I don't. I never, never like in my life go to this fancy location spot of on holiday when you are on a pool, but you know that outside the village, the restaurant, there are people are begging for life. Outside. So like at that farm shake this place, I never like that. But anyway. That's a short story of my life. How I can make it through here. Hey, you know what? That's a it's still a cool ass story. Um, that's that's pretty amazing. Um, so now that you're here, you you know you're you're ingrained. You've been in a ton of movies. Um, one of the things that I've always found problematic, maybe not so much problematic, but but kind of problematic with the way American cinema is. Um, and the way that we treat, you know, um, foreign, you know, foreign foreigners, you know, people who come here from other countries, they tend to get typecasted. You know, if you're if you're born in Russia and you come here, no matter what, you're always gonna be the villain. I um, mean, you said it yourself, you know, you're typecasted as the villain because you're Italian. So, how do you feel about that? And do you want to eventually break free of that? I actually do. I actually do. That's why uh, maybe when I talk later the show, I actually. Uh, I want to shoot that I'm a good guy. I mean, of course, I'm an Italian. I'm 6'4", bold, muscle, ex-special forces. I can be a good, bad guy, a good guy. I need to be a bad guy, right? 
Mm -hmm. And because Italian are always all mafia or killer or gangster. And so there is a bunch of stereotypes cast in, in Hollywood, for sure. I mean, um, have you ever seen, um, then we go too much on the racist things, but yeah, let's put it in this way. There is some people, they always portray the same kind of role because that's, that's how Hollywood wants or how the audience wants. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, I'm sure. I don't want to break that because, I mean, try, I know how to be a bad guy, that's for sure. But I know that I am a bad I'm a good guy. I want to bring, uh, I want to lift uh, the veil, uh, especially from Italian people, that we are a good person. So I really want to show to the world that we are more than just mafia and pizza. We have a history of... Uh, thousand years of history of architectural philosophy design and mm -hmm. we found the fundamental of america think about the bank of america was found like a bank of italy yeah so i mean yeah i'm proud but on the other hand i know what i am what, what i am i know if uh, i know if there is a role that is coming up they're looking for a bad guy i know that i have a better chance so i embrace what i have the typecast they give to me, I just want to change that more. But you never, you, you still need to understand what you are. If you are a, a skinny dude with long hair, like a nigger thread, uh, what's they call it called in the Rasta? Yeah. Yeah. So, well, I mean, you know that you're going to be casted for that. You can be casted for like a white collar and in the office huh? so you need to embrace uh, you need to embrace your your type if you are oh my god i'm gonna tell you a story if you if you are a seven i want my friend that is six seven black dude gigantic i don't think he can play a waitress huh <laughs> so that's that's the point so you need to you need to be able to understand who you are. Now you can change yourself uh, with makeup, with hair, or with, I don't know, the wardrobe. But I mean, that's it. I mean, uh, you need to understand who you are. And then you want to do, show what you can be. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you on that. And, you know, I mean, I guess there is, I mean, stereotypes about, you know, Italians and Russians and stuff like that. Now, personally, I don't think negatively about Italians at all um, because, well, let me rephrase that. I, I take that back. The, the sector of Italians from Long Island where my ex-wife lives, that, that, that part's bad, but all the rest of the Italians are good. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, the Long Island Italians, those bad. Everyone else, those are good. I so you and everybody else, yeah, you're you're good. <laughs> I just pissed off an entire. I just pissed off an entire island. <laughs> oh well. <laughs> My ex-wife ruined it for all of them. I actually, I don't know if it is them off, huh? or they actually no, proud. They're probably proud. <laughs> Now they probably know my ex-wife. Like, oh yeah, I get it. I understand why. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, so right now you're working on a new movie um, called Get Her. Uh, tell me about that. 
We can go together. Uh, it comes from an idea from an excellent uh, team uh, between the director Bill Wilman and a PR, PR um, producer like a Jimmy Star. They actually wrote uh, Bill is writers. They actually put together um, a movie based on my on my life. So they basically explain what I what I was doing in Italy, and then when I came to the United States, then they put more colorful things. And then by the story of an Italian person, Vito, coming to America after retiring from Italian Special Forces and Italian Secret Service, start to work in FBI, and at one point retire. During uh, when Wiley was enjoying retirement, something happened. They kidnapped his wife. Huh? And it forced him to do something. When he was able to get free, he's gonna do anything is his capability to take his wife back. While he's doing that, he's gonna end up knowing that his wife was in a human trafficking situation. Mm-hmm. So while he's not going to see to free his wife. Then he's gonna realize that a bunch of people, a bunch of ladies, they need to be free, and then he's gonna start the quest. And then, I mean, you need you need to see the movie, but yeah. So what we want to do? We want to, um, as you know, human traffic is horrible. Human traffic is a uh, human and child traffic is horrible. It's not something that is not happening right now. Unfortunately, Atlanta is the number one in the world. Um, and we want to, we want to lift the veil and, uh, and explain uh, how we can fight that. Now, mm. we need to be smart to, to do that. Because uh, it's a bunch of movies that actually, um, one of my idols uh, make a movie, Sylvester uh, Stallone, Last Blood. If you, I mean, I, I like it because I like Stallone. I like Salone, I like his style, I like uh, an Italian guy, so I had to like it. Um, but The Last Blood, it's violent, it's uh, it's gruesome, it's, uh, it's hard. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know it's a movie, but if you have some empathy and watch the movie, you're going to finish the movie and say, I don't want to watch it one time. It's, yeah. it's hard. So what we want to do, we want to deliver the message without bestow that and actually build the audience slowly 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 try to let to lift the veil of human traffic and realize that it's happening in front of everybody it's happening now at the airport it's happening now online it's happening everywhere and um if we are smarter look at what the wonderful things are doing uh, law and order special units they're doing wonderful things, but they don't show you what the victim is going through. They show you the struggle, they show you the, the story of the detective that's trying to, to spot these things. They don't show you the gore because uh, that's, that's the reality, my friend. People don't want to see it. People, yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, it's already uh, bad. Oh, it's already bad. I mean, I, I live in a, was supposed to be a, you know, an upscale neighborhood and a nice city, you know, surrounded by politicians. I live right outside of D.C. Um, 
but there's been a couple, you know, abductions in my area. Um, and that's not supposed to happen here. Um, but it does. And I think, you know, if you guys could put together a movie that highlights that and shows what it really is without making it, like you said, a downer or something that you'd never want to watch again. Um, I think that would be one of the most positive things, you know, you guys could possibly do. I mean, that's a, that's a great concept for a movie. And I definitely think that story needs to be told. And especially because if we want to do the, after the first one and then we're going to break uh, the, the ice, uh, then we're going to start where Vito and his team uh, going from one case or another, but we actually going to tell uh, real cases because we have the connection to actually uh, the, 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 the capability to tell real life story events. So we're going to break it. Uh, with the one that's kind of romance things in like a, it's invented, but it's pretty much close to what's happening. And then we're gonna basically every episode, every new movie, we're gonna try to to show real story. And then um, we are partnering with the different organization to share the profit and help people. So then the day, my friend, it's money help. Huh? That's uh, it's very simple. I mean, it's uh, you you can do whatever you want. Uh, sometimes you need money to help people. That's um, you need money. You do, you need what we are right here. We need a screen to tell a message. Yep. And that's 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 a powerful man. Now, how many channels you have to speak with people? I mean, you have this one. You have a music. You can be the theater, you know, to be a politician. I mean, there's another way to reach so many people. So we have um, we have the the duty to do something. And of course, we have you know, the duty to have fun and to enjoy, to watch uh, comedy or whatever. But when we do deliver a message, we have the duty to deliver a message, to change this world. This world is a wonderful place. It can be a wonderful place. It's a Look, right now, I'm so pissed off so many people, but it can be a good place to live. Yeah. So that day, the difference between everybody, everybody has a man, everybody has a one color, one skin, one one blood, the one, everybody wants to live in peace, man. There is no, except some stupid fanatic people, they hardly are mad, unfortunately. Um, my bad, my bad job, my bad old job. Everybody wants to live in peace, my friend. Oh, I agree. I agree. And I mean, I think there's a lot of stories like that that aren't being told because people don't want to hear it or people don't want to even come to grips with it. You know, whether it be human trafficking, whether it be, um, you know, even, even the Black Lives Matter movement. I mean, there people are trying to, you know, throw the, you know, blanket over it and just say it's not happening. But it is, you know, these are all things that need to be told, need to be, you know, said. Because, you know, the world, I had a conversation on Friday with a gentleman that is uh, making a movie about Jimi Hendrix. Okay. okay. And and uh, him and I were talking about the fact that, you know, Jimmy died 50 years ago. And the music that he made 50 plus years ago, you know, around Woodstock time and all this other stuff has that same message that applies to today. And the sad thing about it is the stuff that he was singing about and stuff that he was playing 
are relevant today. And so then the question remains, is it better or is it worse than what it was? No, it's worse than what it was because the same problems that we were having 50 years ago, we're still having today. And that's a huge problem. And I don't understand how people don't see it. You know, if we were singing about it in the 60s and it's still going on today, that's a problem. You're right. You're right. Well, and yes, another thing that make me positive that uh, right now we have more knowledge and we have the capability to reach more people. And I give an example. I give an example for a totally different things. Cancer. Of course, there's a lot of things that help you to get cancer, like a environment that's contaminated or other crap. But the cancer is spiking so much or we have more capability to detect the cancer now. So people will have the cancer forever. So my positive things of this situation, yes, Jimmy Hendrix, you're right. It's sad, they still act all. My only hope that we have, now we have 7 billion people, right? So 50 years ago, we were probably a, a, a billion for, or less than a billion. I don't know. Yeah. So now, with, and with 7 billion people, it's more complicated to help everybody. So I just want to hope, my hope that it's getting better. The numbers are so just bigger because we are more and we are the capability to reach more people. For example, how we now we reach people in Africa and trying to help people in Africa. It was unthinkable 10 years ago, but we still see that a bunch of people are still dying. So I'm just positive, my friend. But I, I totally agree. And Jim Hendrix was a legend. But I'm going back even more than that. I can tell you some Italian poets uh, on the Renaissance area or 1,000 years ago, they were saying the same things that happen right now. So. I think at the end of the day, it's our nature to create the same problem. Yeah, I, I and I agree with you on that. And plus, you also said something too that is that is very very true. The fact that you know the um, the technology that we have today allows our voices to be louder. I mean, fifty years ago, some guy that just wanted to start a, his own television show, interviewing celebrities just out of the blue, would have never happened. You know, no. me. You know, me starting a show like that and, and getting the 400,000 listeners that I get in a month wouldn't have been possible 50 years ago, but now it is. Mm -hmm. So now we have the capabilities of doing stuff that has never been done before. And we need to use this time whether for the right things. And I think a lot of people are and a lot of people aren't, unfortunately. But I think, you know, this is our opportunity to reset as a whole, you know, especially with the pandemic going on and uh, the election going on this year and stuff like that. I, I think this is definitely a time to reset, but the only way it's going to get any better at all is if people like me and you and everybody else joins their voices together to make one loud message change. And if we can do that, I think we'll be, I think we'll be better off for it. Yeah. yeah. And then people need to change it. My friend, the people need to change uh, to in the, the inner core. It just uh, just know how you want to change to go and vote left or right uh, or whatever. They need to change the inner core. They need to understand 
that every single body, every single one person can do these tiny things. If you put seven billion tiny things together, that's how you can change the world. Yep. I mean, sometimes people they don't they need to stop. Don't see it. If you see something wrong, tell them. Embrace the fact that you can help. If you see somebody that struggle, ask for help. One of the things that it blows my mind in America, it says, "How are you, my friend? I'm good. Okay, bye." What the fuck does it mean? You really am. You really are good. You really yeah. understand what I'm saying to you. So it's just mm -hmm. the, the way. Okay, it says good. It says good. It says good. No. Size and says, are you really good, my friend? Yeah. Are you really okay? I mean, of course, we don't have time. And that's an utopistic thing. So sometimes our world is so fast that we don't have time. But sometimes we don't want fun time, my friend. And yeah. myself, sometimes uh, I get time, I take my phone uh, and send email, look at the message, blah, blah, blah. And then do we, and then sending a message or sending a text uh, when someone comes to me it can be my sister, my wife, my children, dogs. I don't have children, it's four dogs. But speak with them. Yeah. Yeah. One of my biggest pet peeves is if, you know, I'm seeing somebody I haven't seen in a while, or if I'm, you know, just seeing somebody I see every day, it doesn't really matter what it is. And I walk up to them and I say, Good morning, or Hey, how you doing? And they just simply say one word, morning. It's like, no way really it's fucking morning that's why i said good morning to you how the fuck are you not, not i didn't ask for what time of day it was i asked for a response and and that and you're that's you're 100 dead dead on with that you know it's like good morning i and then there's respond morning I, I didn't ask you what time of day it was what how are you what's going on with your life i'm asking this for a reason and, and that and that that's it's bothersome it really is I know, man. But, again, again, I'm positive. I'm positive because I mean, the voices are start to raise, and then the, the, the feeling, the emotion start to raise. People are start to getting together in a good way, in a good way, because uh, we need to change it, giving them, giving to audience uh, a good example. We can't change uh, giving them a bad example because uh, it's like a, it's like Italian, right? So if you know me. And you know that, oh, the guy's a mafia guy. And you think the only time are a mafia. But that, that's not true. So you need, we need to change giving a good example, my friend. And um, I, I really hope that, uh, that we can do that. And I agree with you on that as well. I, I definitely agree with you on that. I think and eventually we're going to get to that point. It's just going to take time. Uh, and I, but the sad thing about it is, I don't think we're going to see that in either one of our lifetimes, unfortunately. I don't know, but I wish um, I, I want to do the, the best that I, I mean, uh, when I'm going to leave this planet, uh, I'm going to think that I did my best, even possible. Yeah. I mean, leave it better than you got it, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that's how I believe in it, too. I mean, I'm going to do my best to leave it better than I came into it. And, you know, that's all I can do. I can't change the world, but I can sure as hell try. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So, um, on to more uh, fun stuff. I went to a deep But, you know, that has, that, but that's what happens on my show. You know, we'll get into a conversation like that and we'll skew. And I like that because it's not just, oh, let's talk about this movie. Oh, let's talk about this. No, it's, it's it gets to the human side of who you are, and that's what I love doing on my show. 
because people come to my show because I'm a um, one of the things that I promote on this show is mental health. I'm a bipolar anxiety guy. I have severe bipolar disorder and I'm I have severe anxiety. So one of the things I like to do is you know get down to the core of who somebody is and not just you know talk about what we're what I'm what we're here to talk about, which is in the movie or you know what you've done or whatever else and promote stuff. But at the same time, people need to know who you are as a real individual because that gives them an idea that hey, they're just like me. They have problems too. They face the same thing. And if people and if you're constantly turning on an interview to talk if you know if every interview that they talk to somebody you like someone like you about is always oh talk to me about working in avengers talk to me about moving working on spider-man oh talk to me about this new movie okay great thank you very much you have a great day that's a horrible interview no get to the root of who that person is and that's what i do so i love those tangents so thank you very much going along with me on that wild ride um, but anyway um so looking forward to your you know your career um, which, which way do you want to go? I know you kind of want to start showing that you can be a good guy, but do you want to do both, you know, acting and stunts still, or do you want to more go towards more toward the acting stuff? Well, uh, the thing is, uh, st I started as a stunt performer. The stunt uh, never going to leave my, my, my nature. So I want to, I wanted to lead to become a more important actors because, uh, I think that as an actor, I can deliver more message. I will try. I will keep doing my stunt, my own stunt, uh, till the point uh, that I need to have a stunt performers that uh, gonna do his job, because stunt performers are the main core of every action movie. There's no action movie stunt performers without stunt performers. There is no action movie that's not uh, as the blood and sweat. Uh, by a bunch of stunt people, a stunt coordinator's uh, brain uh, to deliver a message. So my stunt, uh, my stunt uh, side of me never gonna leave me. I just wanna go more on acting side uh, because I I believe uh, speaking wise uh, I can deliver more message than the message I want to deliver. Gotcha. No, that, and that's definitely the way to you know way to do it. I mean. And hell, you know, Jackie Chan is like 75 years old and he's still doing his own stunt. So you can do it for a while. You got time. <laughs> um, so back to Marvel. So you're you're in an episode of uh, the new um, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um, have they um, dude again? I can't get over the fact of how many Marvel movies you've been in. And that's just, you know, fascinating to me. Um, are you planning on doing anything else with Marvel? Have they come to you? Have they approached you with anything else? Uh, well, uh, you know, Marvel is Marvel. So if we're going to say another time, Marvel, they're going to find me online and they're going to shut me down. I'm just kidding. It's very strict on NDA. It's very... I know. Um, it has to be, should be supposed to be because you really can ruin the show. If I'm gonna tell you, oh, I'm gonna play these things, you're gonna do these things. Trust me, people see it and you don't want it. So, um, with that said, and uh, yeah, I'm planning to work more than one movie. Yes, that was it. That's all I wanted to know because I think that's awesome. Um, 
But no, yeah, Marvel is very, very secretive. I mean, they didn't give us the Endgame title until, what, three months before the name of the movie? I mean, before the movie came out, right when they did the pre-release? They said, oh, here's the pre-release, here's the actual title of the movie. I mean, there had been speculation that it was going to be called Endgame for a while, but we didn't have the confirmation on that for a while. You know, um, you know, there's a bunch of movies that are planned and in, 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 uh phase four still that we still don't know about or when they're coming out or, you know, this and that there's so much secret um, secrets, you know, in that studio to be inside of Kevin Feige's head. I would just want like 30 seconds of like a brain reader inside just to kind of get a glimpse in that mind, that man's head. Cause that guy is the second coming of Stan Lee. And I just love everything about Kevin Feige. So, I mean, uh... he's a genius. Yeah, it's genius. I mean, it's uh, it's uh, I, it's a wonderful experience to be in a Marvel show. It's a very uh, a highest possibility because there's tons of fans worldwide. She have a lot of responsibility, but it's, um, it's a unique feeling, my friend. I'm gonna give you a little story. So when I was four. Uh, my mom brought me to the doctor. I have. Uh, I need. To, I don't remember if you did take him out. The, I don't know something in my mind. I don't remember. So whatever. I went to surgery. And four years ago, I'm telling you, the Italian hospital. They were so nice. So my mom to give me the strength to actually went to the to the things. Get get me a Spider Man. Muppet, something like that, to bring me close to me on my arms to the surgery, right? Mm-hmm. Spider-Man, I took about four years ago. Don't you think the first day and I was in Spider-Man watching Spider-Man, that actually was my friend playing the stand double, but anyway, watching Spider-Man, it's not the guy or the actor or or the stand double they was playing, it's just a costume. The first day on set, that I was here, and that fucking it, Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that Spider-Man. It was my childhood dream to to to, to work. Uh, it's, uh, it's becoming dark to to work uh, to work as Spider-Man. I, I Spider-Man. So forty years later, I realized the dream uh, to work uh, close to Spider-Man. Yeah. So and then there's a bunch of people. Uh, um, there's a bunch of people in um, in the world that would love to just be on set on the Marvel set to watch mm-hmm. the superhero. And uh, superhero at the end of the day are, if you make it very simple, at the end of the day are our reflection of what we love to be. I mean, who doesn't want to fly like a Spider-Man? No, I know I do. To, <laughs> uh, who doesn't want to take a hammer, strike the hammer in the ground like Thor? I mean, it's uh, it's it's amazing. It's our life. It's, it's our dream. So it yeah, uh, yeah. It's it's a wonderful experience work for Marvel. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean, uh, I remember it was almost twenty years ago when the first Spider-Man came out with Andrew Garfield, and I remember watching that and I was really really impressed. And then you know the he did the three movies, and then um, not Andrew Garfield, Tommy McGuire did it, and then Andrew Garfield did it, and now Tom Holland's doing it. And when I watch Tom Holland on screen, 
that guy, I mean, he is Spider-Man. He is Peter Parker. Yeah. He he he's done it better than Tobey Maguire or Andrew Garfield. Andrew Garfield sucked, but I mean, he it he embodies what that movie is and what that character yeah. is. So I mean, to to be on the presence of that, I'm sure was just amazing for you. Um now here's a question that I want to ask, and I don't know if you can answer it or not, but you know, answer it the best of your ability. A lot of people like me who are big Marvel nerds, um, last year when um, they announced all these Marvel television shows that are going to be on um, Disney Plus, we kind of yeah. worried about the production value, especially if it's going to be intertwined with the uh, the movies the way that they're going to do. So, are, is, at least with um, Falcon and Winter Soldier, is the production value? movie quality or is it tv quality uh, it's a movie quality is it okay and then so so what they doing right now and that's i think that's uh, um the marvel police is not like oh, not going after me uh what they're doing they actually have both of them they have uh, a specialized people from television and they have a double crew with a specialized people from t for, for a movie so they are going to deliver the a movie quality show. Gotcha. So they're spending they're spending the money quality for a TV for a movie, and they're doing everything. They're doing a little Marvel show like it was a Marvel show. So no, all the fans, everybody's gonna be freaking happy. Now they good. Maybe don't want to like how one story goes to another, but that's really um, up to the creator. Uh, but the quality is gonna be outstanding. Yeah. So, yeah, we already no we already know that the we already know that the story is going to be different. Um because when Cap first died a few years ago, um Bucky took over and then Falcon took over and then then Steve came back to life. Now they're just completely skipping or at least that's what the looks like that they're completely skipping Bucky being Captain America and then they're going straight to Falcon, but they could flip it on us. We don't know. And you you probably know, but I'm not going to ask that question cuz you can't talk about it. So anyway, um hey, but I, I just know cuz I read the comic books. I'm just talking about the comic books. I know that Bucky was the second Captain America. That's all I know. But in this world, it's going to be Falcon first, and then who knows? So I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I cannot wait for it to come out in, at the end of the year. Um, it's like it is – that is what I'm looking forward to. The uh, the new uh, Black Widow movie I'm, I'm looking forward to, but right now we don't even know what's going on with that. Um, Disney just introduced today a, a premium level of Disney Plus, which is where they're going to release movies that can't go to theaters. Like Mulan is going to go on there now, so I'm kind of they haven't said anything about Black Widow. So I'm just I'm just kind of like okay, I'll just wet Black Widow happen. For yeah, me, it's uh, what's going on with yeah, what's going on with Falcon really and Black Widow? Above, above, yeah. uh, above everybody pay great because remember yeah. when you spend uh, you spend. Uh, I mean, movies are being made that just to entertain, and but at the end of the day, they're making for make money because if you don't make Correct. money, you can't pay for another movie. So if you spend uh, if you spend uh, ten dollars, uh, you need to be sure that you're gonna make ten dollars, ten dollars back. So all the timing, uh, where to put one thing to another, uh, that's very in a complicated uh, organization. Uh, that is, I mean, you need to be in their in their brain or day 
office to understand how much they spent, how much is the audience. It's, it's complicated, man. It's, well, it, so I don't know the answer. Yeah. yeah. Plus, with with that being said, also now with the acquisition of Fox, you know they need to make that money back too. So I mean, there's a lot of stuff that's going on in there. I mean, who knows what's going to happen? And I just I, I'm just looking forward to it at least to Falcon and Winter Soldier, because I know that they're finishing up the production on that now and coming out later this year. So I at least know that's going to happen. What's going on with Black Widow? I'll just wait for that to come out later. But um, uh, I can't wait. It, Black Widow is done. I, it's done, but they're not sure when it's coming out. No, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's supposed to be November 3rd in theaters, but at the same time, they're probably going to pull it. Um, and then do something else with it. Who knows? Um, but we know that uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier will be on Disney Plus October, November-ish. Um, so thankfully that's going to happen. Um, but we'll see how everything else plays out later. But um, I look forward to seeing what you do in that and uh, kind of go from there. But, um, it's, it, dude, it sounds like you have a hell of a career planned for you. And, uh, you know, this Get Her series that you guys are planning with the movie. I hope that the funding comes through and you guys get to be able to put out a fantastic movie. Jimmy is an amazing, amazing man. Um, I've loved working oh, with yeah. him the last month that I've been with him and Eileen. Um, so I know he's going to make something magical with that. So, you know, you, you've surrounded yourself with the right people. And uh, I know that you've got a great career ahead of you. Thank you, sir. And uh, I can't wait to jump some of the time in this conversation with you and say, see, we did it. <laughs> Hell yeah. When that movie comes out, I'm definitely going to um, want you back on because I, after I watch it, we're going to have some kind of more conversations about it. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's okay. And we can even organize that you jump on uh, during production of some backstage work and some behind the scenes. You know? Absolutely. Jim is going to love that. Yes. <laughs> um all about that um no can you hear me hello hello can you hear me hey, hey. there yeah. okay uh no uh, if that if you can make that happen i'm all about it <laughs> yes uh, i'm all about that um yeah let's yeah let's do it um but guy let me tell you what alessandro you are amazing and um, I can't wait to see what you do next. I mean, like I said, I'm looking forward to get her. But then so many other things you got going on. It's going to be amazing. I can't wait for it. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. I really appreciate it, man. And you're a wonderful podcast. Uh, it was an honor for me to, to stay with this hour too for you. And um, yeah, absolutely. Man. Hey, man, um, you are a gentleman and a scholar. And I appreciate you coming on. And I can't wait to talk to you again, my friend. Okay. God bless you, man. Be safe. You and, too. Uh, never quit. Okay. Never quit. Absolutely. Have a good one now. Bye. All right. What a cool ass guy. Holy crap. Like I said, um, the nerd in me just wanted to talk about Marvel, but it's like, I know I got other things to talk about. So we're going to, you know, we're going to, we're going to touch on Marvel. We're going to go somewhere else. And then we're going to come back to Marvel because that's, that's, I, I'm wearing one of my many Avengers shirts. And, I, you know, everyone knows what I got going on back here. It, it just, it's fitting. <laughs> but um, anyway, so um, we'll talk more about the Disney Plus stuff because um, there's a lot of speculation going on. Um, and um, 
talk more about that when I come back. Guys, ever wonder how I get this manly beard looking so good? It's all because of Viking Revolution. And at Viking Revolution, not only can you get some great beard bombs, but you can also get some great beard oils, as well as some awesome quick shower pads, which helps prevent you stanking up after the gym. Also, these great wet wipes, which help prevent, you know, stanking after you know, going doo-doo. And also some pomades and some other great products all at Viking Revolution. So do yourself a favor, go to dcproductions.com forward slash sponsors, click on the banner, and get yourself some of these great products. Viking Revolution, join the revolution. Also, my favorite products from Viking Revolution are in the description of the YouTube video. Um, Click any of the links and um, buy some good shit. With that being said as well, Thursday, two days from now, not tomorrow, but Thursday, um, is episode 50. Woo! Episode 50. Um, I made it this far. Um, I'm happy. So episode 50 on Friday, uh, Thursday. I almost said Friday. On Thursday, I'll be doing a, a Viking Revolution giveaway um, live in the chat. Um, you must comment to win. Just show up, make a comment, and then I'll give it away at the end of the episode. Um, great episode on Thursday. Um, We've got a, um, a businessman who is the owner and CEO of a, uh, a marijuana dispensary in, um, in uh, California and uh, is a big advocate for legalize- legalization of marijuana and a bunch of other stuff, and medical marijuana and stuff like that. So we'll be talking to him on Thursday. And then after that, we have got country music star. Josh Gallagher live on the show. Going to play a few tunes for everybody on Thursday. Um, and we'll just have a good old grand old time on Thursday with Josh Gallagher playing in some tunes and all that other good stuff. Um, so if you love country music, come back on Thursday, 9 p.m. East, 6 p.m. West for Josh Gallagher's performance. But the actual show, as always, starts at 8 p.m. But don't forget to like Subscribe, share, subscribe, hit that fucking button and the bell. I greatly appreciate it. Um, so back to what we were talking about earlier. So I kind of briefly mentioned this, and I'm going to go ahead and talk about it some more. Um, let me get my article up here so I can make sure that I'm speaking accurately. So um, there was a um, a third, second quarter conference call today. Um Second quarter com- uh, conference call today from Disney, and they were talking about a lot of different stuff. And one of the things that they were talking about was um, the new movie releases, um, including Mulan and stuff like that. Well, with Mulan, they are now going to come up with a premium service for Disney Plus. Okay, um, that's going to cost like thirty dollars. And it allow you to see the blockbuster. Um, now, how exactly this is going to be done is I don't know. So I guess it's going to be an additional video on demand option inside of Disney Plus. So it's not going to be through Amazon or through your um, cable provider as a premium video on demand. No, no, no. You have to be a Disney Plus subscriber. And then for $29.99, you can additionally get 
and watch the movie Mulan. Um, and, and here's why they're doing that. So Disney released um, their, like I said, their second quarter results today, and they reported a net loss of nearly five billion dollars. I'm sorry, the third quarter, um, a five billion dollar loss Disney has. So COVID has taken a huge hit to Disney, um, obviously. Um, between the parks, the movies, and everything else like that. Say what you want about Disney being the conglomerate that they are, but you know what? Even as a 40-year-old man, when I go to Disney World, I still act like a 12-year-old, a 6-year-old, an 8-year-old, whatever else the case might be. You know, at Disney Springs in Orlando, which was used to be um, downtown Disney where all the shops are and stuff like that, you, the place you can get into for free. You know, there's a Marvel comic store there, and there's a... Um, a Marvel, uh, you know, just a whole mecca of stuff. I still go in there and I act like a child and I grab all the stuff that I want to get. My wife looks at me and she goes, no. And I have to cry and act like a child and still don't get anything, but damn it. I made my point. <laughs> um, you know, they've, they've taken a huge hit and Disney does a lot of great things. Um, they truly do. And for them to take a huge $5 billion loss is massive. Um, in addition to its whopping quarterly loss, Disney's parks business was hit. So I'm sorry, that's just Disney, the company. Okay. So um, the parks took an additional $3.5 billion hit. Um, so overall sales for the company fell 42% or $11.8 billion. So the, the $5 billion loss was just movies and media. And then additional 3.5 in um, 3.5 billion in parks business. So total was 42% drop or $11.8 billion. Now, one big bright spot is now that um, Disney has launched. And this, this right here, Disney Plus has launched. It launched in November, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and they're already at 60 million subscribers, 60 million. That is insane. Um, so obviously they're, they're doing really well with that, but everyone thought, oh, they're just adding this to make more money. I've, no, obviously not because they still took an $11 billion loss in the third quarter without all everything else. And adding that in only helped offset some of it. Um, you know, take the, you know, 50 billion times 699. Obviously that didn't help that much. Um, well, it helped a lot, but it didn't help to the extent of $11 billion. Um, what, um, so while Mulan is going to go to Disney plus, um, it's big news for Hollywood is yet to be seen. If the announcement will have huge ramifications on theaters since, um, they call the film release a one-off. So again, this does not mean that, like we were just talking about, Black Widow is going to go to Disney Plus either. This, I guess, is just a way to get this movie out and maybe kind of test the waters. Who knows? But um, Mulan was originally set to premiere um, on August 21st, but was taken off the calendar at the end of July. Okay, so um, so now that I guess they're going to figure it out. 
um, what they're going to do next. Because the thing about it is, again, now we got Black Widow coming up in November. What's going to happen there? Um, Universal and AMC, the world's largest theater chain, made a deal last week that allows new films from the studio to play in homes sooner. Uh, Universal's new films will now just have three weekends or 17 days of exclusivity in theaters rather than the customary 70. After that, Universal and its sister studio, Focus Features, has the option of releasing um, films to on-demand platforms. Now, so Universal um, slash Comcast um, is making a taking a completely different approach so they can just release it in one theater or 10 theaters or hundred theaters for 17 days. And they're not, they're skipping the whole, Oh, it's going to go to Netflix first or, Oh, Hey, it's going to be DVD release. And then video. And no, it's going to go straight to video on demand. Um, right after that 17 days. So that's actually really cool on that part. I wonder if Disney or, um, time Warner, or excuse me, AT&T, AT AT will take um, course with that and follow in that footsteps. But I guess we'll see. I, I, I don't know. Um, but all I know is that Disney CAO Bob Chepek um, said that this is a one-off with Milan. So it's kind of upsetting, but at the same time, it's kind of not, because um, at least they're doing one thing. Um, personally, I would have preferred, you know, Black Widow, I'd pay my 30 bucks for that, but obviously that's not going to happen, or at least not yet. Um, all right, so we're taking one more quick commercial break, um, and we'll be right back. Guys, have you ever wondered how you can help support the channel and also look fucking cool in the process? Go to the link down below, www.dckproductions.com forward slash shop to get the awesomest merch on the market today. Whether you just want to get one of our plain logos in one of our many different colors, or if you want to get one of our cool graphic tees that just are funny as hell, the choice is yours. But definitely pick up your choice of any one of these shirts in any color, any size, any style that you choose at www.dckproductions.com dot com forward slash shop or click the link in the bio thank you guys yeah please click that link in the description you know get some merch get yourself a t-shirt um help support the channel be greatly appreciated um you know this is my sole income stream so you know i need as much support as i can not begging for a handout but damn it buy some merch anyway <laughs> um so on to more comic book news. Um, just announced DC, uh, Time Warner, Warner Brothers, AT&T, whatever. Um, on the new platform, HBO Max, next year. And this is going to be a huge thing for DC fans. Um, Zack Snyder's cut of the... Uh, justice league movie will be on hbo max next year and that is huge for the dc fans i am not a dc fan i have never been a dc fan um i enjoy some of the batman stuff however i think ben affleck killed that um i was more of a fan of the dark knight stuff um the comic book stuff um 
but that was the only DC stuff I liked. Um, everything else to me was too hokey, corny. Sorry, I don't even like Superman. Yeah, I saw me the other day wearing a Superman shirt, and I have a couple things for Superman, you know, in my studio, but it's not my thing. I'm just a comic book collector. I love comic books and comic book memorabilia, but as far as reading material and watching material, it's all Marvel for me. However, I did see um, uh, Justice League, and I thought it was a giant piece of shit. Um, <laughs> however, I guess they're changing the whole movie as a whole. Um, the villain will actually be Darkseid, which is different from what it was in Justice League, um, the original um, that was pieced together by um, – oh, what the hell was his name? I can't even think of his name. Um It'll come to me. But um, personally, I think that he did that just because he was a Marvel guy and he went over to DC and said, fuck this. I'm going to make him, you know, my way and fuck this shit up, which if that was his case, then he did a good job. Um, what the hell was his name? Um, God damn it. It's going to bug the crap out of me. Age of Ultron director. Joss Whedon. Thank you, God. So Joss Whedon's cut of um, of uh, Justice League was shit, but supposedly um, Zack Snyder's is going to be better, or at least that's what the DC fans think. So we'll find out that next year on HBO Max. Um, so that's going to be kind of cool. Um, and I know that my guest tonight is starring in a DC movie later on. You know, he's going to be doing Suicide Squad 2 um, next year. Uh, but, uh, you know, I can't dig. I, you know, just because you're a fan of somebody doesn't mean you have to like everything they fucking do. So I'm a fan of him. I'm not a fan of DC. Now, I am a fan of Suicide Squad because I think Margot Robbie is a fucking hot ass woman. And I always dug the Batman, you know, and uh, the Harley Quinn stuff. I've always dug that. I think that was really good. However, um for those of you who don't know, um, who aren't comic book people, you know, Harley Quinn was never really a um, comic book creation. She was actually created for the TV show and had um, back in the 90s when I was a kid. And uh, and then it's taken on many alliterations since then. Um, and the most famous has actually been in uh, the comic, uh, the, the video games, Arkham, the Arkham uh, series of video games for Batman and where she kind of has that look that Margot Robbie portrays in the movies so um just a little bit of trivia for you if you didn't already know um but again so if you're a dc fan and you want to see the Zack snyder cut of justice league that will be available next year on hbo max so that is a definite cool thing for comic book fans as a whole not necessarily me you know again um yeah um, let's see here. What else? Anything else good going on in the comic book and movie world? Um, I guess they're doing another Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles reboot. Uh, and Zack Snyder, I mean, yeah, Zack Snyder and uh, Seth Rogen is involved. Um, that should be interesting, but no, but it's pretty much a slow news day. Thank God it's a slow news day. I, I, I read, uh, as I always do every day, just for grins and giggles. Um, 
Donald Trump's <laughs> Twitter account, and there was nothing good, to, nothing good to rag on. Just the same old bullshit. You know, him retweeting the exact same thing over and over and over again, make a great America great, and then talking shit about sleepy Joe Biden. I don't even know what the fuck that even means. What an idiot. Um, but anyway, um, that's our show for the night. Um, so again, we didn't have um, Jason coming on. Um, and so that's not our show. You know what? That's not our show. Fuck that. Um, we didn't have Jason on. So I want to do a, a little musical profile real quick um, and talk about one of the best unsigned talents out there today. Um, and it's a band that I discovered, thankfully, um, through this show. And um, the name of the band is Flying Jacob. And yeah, you've probably heard me by talking about it before. And Flying Jacob is actually the band that does my intro. And long story short, uh, when I first announced the um, when I first announced the um, summer summer tour. Um, summer music series, they were one of the first ones to reach out and said they wanted to participate. And I heard their music and I was all over it. And the song that they, they uh, gave this song they linked me to was to our corporate fathers, which is the beginning of my show. And um, for those of you who haven't heard the whole track, I'm going to play it for you now. And I'm going to play one more by them and kind of profile them here a little bit because they deserve that recognition because they're just that good of a band. Um, so um, I'm going to go ahead and bring up this song here for you guys. And uh, we're going to have some fun with this because, again, they are just an amazing group that deserves the recognition. And if you haven't heard them before, you're about to hear them now. So without any further ado, please um, give it up for Flying Jacob. Right. 
nothing for myself If you're gonna take it all out of our hands You could at least cover mental health I can't even think I'm so drained Are you surprised we're pushing back? Are you listening? I know you hear us Your foundation's about to crack Come on!
Don't stop holding on to me. We'll be all we ever need. All right, so that was my musical profile from Flying Jacob, um, a fantastic, fantastic band. Fantastic band. Um, 
You know what? I'm going to answer this live on the air. Hey, Izzy. Hey, Izzy. I know. You're live on TV. Say hi to the world. Hi. Say hi. Hi. Okay. I'm on my show. I will call you back when I'm done. Goodbye. I'll call you back in five, in like ten minutes. Bye. <laughs> she always does that. <laughs> so everybody say hi to Isabella. Um, we'll call her back in a minute. But um, anyway, guys, it's been a great show tonight. Um, Alessandro Fulicito was an amazing man. Um, look forward to seeing his new movie. Um, get her as soon as it comes out as um if you're looking for funding looking for funding opportunities um we're looking to invest in a good movie um look up dr jimmy star on twitter and hit him up and he can help you out um with looking in for investment opportunities in that movie um but otherwise look for alessandro coming up in the um in the new uh Falcon and Winter Soldier movie, and also Suicide Squad 2 coming out next year. Um, again, Alessandro is a great human being, and um, I can't say enough of good things about him. Tomorrow, 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 I have the star of the new movie, Mighty Oak, on with me. Um, his name is Tommy Reagan. He plays the little kid who takes over for the band in the movie. If you've seen that um the previews for it, you know who Tommy is. Uh, Tommy wrote all the music for the movie. Um, he's an amazing 11-year-old. I think he's 11. Um, just a genius. Just genius. And I will have him on the show tomorrow. Um, so, yeah. So, come back tomorrow. Same suck it time. Same suck it channel. Um, live on Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook. But I'm here five days a week, Monday through Friday. And as always, love each other, love yourself, take care of yourself, and we will talk at you tomorrow. Until then, peace.